This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Boy, the Knicks sure know how to put age on an old man. We'll discuss it and talk about some football next on ESPN New York Tonight. Love to hear from you at 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter, at Gordon Damer, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Joe Leo's back. He and Harvey are here until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon Damer. Larry Hardesty, how you feeling tonight, my friend? Oh, the Knicks, the Knicks give me agita. Well, but it all's well that ends well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love the win, but, you know, listen. Can you get the ball inbounds, Gordon? <laughs> Gordon, can you get the ball inbounds? Larry, if it was easy, it wouldn't be any fun. <laughs> can you get the ball inbounds? Oh. <sighs> Just now, adding a little more. It's like the it's like the action movie where you think, oh, everything's, and then the the the, the villain comes back and he's still there. Yes, you, you need you need that little that little that little extra drama at the end. Yeah, but I expect the villain. I've seen enough of them to know that when he's mm-hmm. dead, he's not dead. You right. Know, it's, 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 this this is finally the year, Gordon. Speaking of that awkward transition, but you'll understand. This is finally the year where we always say you you you, you can't count New England out. Until you, you yeah. know, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, no, I think this year, I, I think the wooden no. stake is in. <laughs> yeah, no, he's dead already. You can leave him alone. They're dead. They're they're gone. We don't have to worry about them anymore. Uh, finally, finally, yes. they're done. Finally, yeah. you always and a lot of conversation about uh, that. They're not just done. That the coach is done. And where is he going next? We'll talk about that in some of the. Look at you. You're you're you're, you're a master of transition. I'm just look at that. I'm just happy that Joe Leo is back. Has been oh, under the weather a little bit. Absolutely, so he's back. He's feeling good. And he was talking to me before the show, and he wanted uh, people to know that later on when we talk a little football, he wants to hear all your Zach Wilson takes and why this week is going to be. He's going to be better this week. Joe is is open to uh, listening to reason. And uh, he's excited about getting to see Zach Wilson remain the quarterback of the New York Jets. And he's looking forward to your phone calls a little bit later on at 1-800-919-ESPN. Well, one thing he will not hear on this show mm-hmm. is any talk of Aaron Rodgers. No, Aaron I wasn't going to even bring it up. No, Aaron, he didn't talk today. There's clear. no reason to talk. But uh, well, the Aaron Rodgers blackout continues. Yeah. It is interesting, though, that the coach says if, if Aaron wants to play, if he's cleared by the doctors, he wants to play. He's going to play. Well, that's uh, uh, can we can we be honest? That's really mm-hmm. not Robert Sala's decision. Nothing with quarterbacks are his decision. No, <laughs> but you would like to think that someone within the organization, someone somewhere, would say to Aaron Rodgers, "This doesn't make any sense." It would have to be Woody. It would have to be Woody. He's going to because that he's that's the guy that's signing the check. It would Woody Johnson would have to say to him, "I appreciate when you're coming back the way you did. I thank you." You're an inspiration. You're not getting behind. You're not playing again this year. You're not. It, it, it makes it's gotta be no Woody. sense. It's got to be it Woody. Makes, well, Woody might own the team, but we know who's running the show. But Woody still signs. It's got to be Woody. I don't think Joe Douglas can do it. I mean, maybe Joe Douglas can do it. But, I, but I, it's got to be Woody. It's got to be Woody. It, that's an owner's move. Okay, no, you're not coming back. You sit down. It's got to be the owner. That's what I would tell them. I, I would think that if, if anybody was going to have that conversation, they would have had that conversation with him by now. Well, I think they're hoping. <laughs> well, listen, if, if they keep Zach Wilson, then they may not have to worry about that No, I would think that that would kind of take care of itself, but <laughs> it what do I know? <laughs> you may not have that. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Ah, 
you know, we'll see what happens. You know, uh, we'll see. But uh, no, I don't. I, I don't think. But as you said, troublemaker, the Jets are not going to just die quietly. They're going to no, wait. They're going to make this as painful as humanly <laughs> possible. They're going to wait to the last Sunday mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah, they're going to pull off one of these surprising wins like they've had a couple already. They're not going to just die off. They're not just going to lose like last year where they lost like seven in a row, whatever yeah. it was at the end. Yep. They're not going to do that. There's no fun in that. they got no. to torture you. They're going to come back and win. They're going to win Sunday, aren't they? It wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Now, I, I think I think I have been banned from picking the Jets because I picked them the last two <laughs> weeks, and <laughs> that's not gone well. <laughs> But what is when the Jets are written off for dead? That's when they, that's when they like Brian Cashman say, would say the Phoenix rise, rising from the ashes. That's yes. like the Jets. Yeah, you might be right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about them in a couple of minutes. But let's tell you some of the other things we'll be talking about inside this edition of ESPN New York tonight on our top stories. Well, Cy Young Awards were announced today. Blake Snell wins in the National League and. Garrett Cole, your AL winner, 15-4 with a league-leading 2.63 ERA, a league-high 209 innings, also led the league in fewest hits allowed, 6.8 per nine innings, as well as a whip of 981. He is second, the second number one overall pick to take home the award, joining David Price, who did it in 2012. He became sixth Yankee to win the Cy Young and first since Roger Clemens in 2001. Following Ron Guidry, Sparky Lyle, Whitey Ford, and Bob Turley, Cole, and Guidry, the only unanimous winners for the pinstripes. Well, I mean, it wasn't even a debate, right? I mean, that's generally the – if it's if it's close, you know that it's probably not going to go the Yankees' way, but this one wasn't close. I mean, it was obvious from, from really the midpoint of the season, and then he just uh, put it away. In a bad season for the Yankees, he was one of the few bright spots and uh, certainly deserving. It's nice to see him get the award. He should have got it that one year. He finished second to, to Verlander. Now he mm-hmm. finally has the hardware. Turning to football, Deshaun Watson will have surgery to repair a fracture in his right shoulder and is expected back next season, his third since signing a $230 million fully guaranteed contract last year. He was hurt in the second quarter Sunday against the Ravens and also suffered a high ankle sprain in the game but stayed in. Gordy went 14 for 14 in the second half of a 33-31 win. I don't know why they're letting him come out. He should continue to play. He's perfect. With, with yeah, he, he, he was not. It does. The numbers look good, but I was watching that game. He had a fumble. They got it back. He almost cost him there. He was bad in the first half. And that that contract, if you could give the oh. um, the Browns a button to push to get out of that thing, a trap door to get out of that contract, <laughs> man, they would hit that thing so hard it would make your head spin. So, uh, And really, this contract – what I was reading was that the deal they knew last year he wasn't going to play, and even if he did, it probably wouldn't matter. It was really set up to excel this year, mm-hmm. and uh, now with him being gone, the Browns still have a very good defense. Who knows? Maybe yes. they'll still get in the playoffs. But I mean, just typical Browns, right? Like, yeah, the defense is really good. All they need is just mediocre or, or above average quarterback play, and they'd mm-hmm. be in a really good spot, and they just can't get it. I know another team like that. <laughs> yeah. Dan Olofsky with Pat McAfee. Gordon says Bill Belichick may be looking for a new place to live next season. 
people around the building are assuming or preparing for a mutual parting of ways between Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. He will go coach somewhere else if that is the case. Will he be the GM as well? We assume, but who knows? I've heard more and more of that over the past like, week. I'm not a reporter, all that stuff, but I have heard that. I, I have heard that that's going to be the case, and it's kind of uh, who, who knows the likelihood of it, but I've heard that that's going to happen, and I've heard the location is already kind of determined as well. Where do you think well, he's going, Gordon? I mean, it's not really a shock that there's going to be a party. Are we playing this <laughs> off now that there's going to be a parting of the way? I mean, we've seen this coming for a while. We saw this coming when um, when Robert Kraft had those comments in the offseason about it's time yeah. to get back to winning, and, yeah. and they have not won. So, yeah, there's clearly going to be a parting of the ways. It's interesting to me, Larry, I'll ask you, without a team in mind, you're a fan. I know you're not a fan of any specific team, but let's put mm-hmm. you as a fan of a generic team, and and you get it told you're hiring Bill Belichick as your next head coach. Given with what we've seen here the last few years, would you be excited about that? Would you feel good about where your team is going if Bill Belichick is your next head coach? If I'm Dallas, I'll take him tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think it has to be that situation. It has to be we're close but yes. we can't get over the hump yes. for whatever reason. It has to yep. be right there on the edge and bring him in. I guess it kind of depends, though. Is he What staff is he is, is he bringing in? McDaniels? Is he bringing in the whole crew? Oh, my God, not McDaniels. Well, I, look, as an offensive <laughs> coordinator, he's really good. I don't want him being the head coach. Clearly, he can't do that. Yeah. But I think it matters about the staff. It matters. About, I, I, I'll say this. If he, if he needs to be GM, I don't want him. No, can't do it. He's can't a be- bad GM. Uh, and 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 at a time that he he was able to work it enough that things would work out because he was such a good coach, mm-hmm. but he can't be the GM anymore. But yeah, I think Dallas would be the one. I heard San Diego as well. I don't look at that as being a fit at all. Chargers? Oh, yeah, that would be. Oh, I don't know. They could use a head coach, but I don't know if it's. Yeah, but they would be him. so desperate they'd give him control over everything, and I they don't would. think that that would be a good move. I hear you. Well, it would change some things down there. That's for sure. It really would. Giants meet Washington on Sunday. Gordon, Amani Toomer was on Bart and Han today, and he weighs in on the players playing out the season with no hope of postseason action. I played in a team where we went 4-12. It was the hardest season I've ever played, and that was the year that Kerry Collins got hurt, and then the next year we ended up drafting Eli Manning, and things slowly changed thereafter. But when you know you're uh, like a top one or two pick already, and you know that this team is going to entirely be turned on its head, it's just so difficult when you're playing. You're not playing to win games. You're not playing to compete. You're playing for somebody who's going to be watching this film at the end of the season to make one or two determinations on your career. Are you part of the problem are you going to be part of the solution it's almost like a training camp during the season where you're trying to make next year's team because you know that half of this team is going to be gone next year by the way he was on with dnr hence the deep resonance in his voice at about 7 30 this morning not very early yeah Yeah. that that happens at those hours um i I would say it has to be more than half Uh, the giants main problem is a talent problem and they got to get to work on that as soon as possible and the best way to do that is with as high a draft pick as possible so uh i've heard a lot of complaints about well you know you're just gonna play you're just gonna lose every game yes 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 you are yeah lose every single solitary game and I know, oh, you can't tank. If you're the coach, you can't tank. If you're the GM, do you like your job? Do you want to hold on to your job long term? Because if the, 
look, we say this all the time. I say it all the time like a broken record. If next year looks like this year, there won't be a year after that. Yeah. So you got to clean this up. What's the best way to clean this up? Have as high a pick. Have the number one pick. Have a number two pick, whatever it is. This year is gone. It's over. Yeah. It's done. You don't want to repeat. You don't want to repeat. Jets with a big game in Buffalo. And listen, Gary Wilson appears on the injury list with an elbow today. Wideouts are struggling. So Robert Sala knows he needs his tight ends to, A, not hold, and, B, catch some footballs. You know, we, we've got three really good tight ends. You know, uh, Jeremy's been playing very well. He deserves to play a little bit more. Conklin's been having a really nice season. He's been doing a great job. And so when you look at the play balance of it all, you're talking about five or ten plays swung in either direction with regards to Rucker and Conklin. And, yeah, Rucker deserves to get some more action, and, and it's something that we're looking at. Uh, if if C.J. Ozama continues to hold, uh, Rucker will, will not only get more action, he'll be taking his job. Yeah, well, I, I, you, you got to fix some of these problems, right? Yes, you do. And Tom's and we're not asking out. you to fix them publicly, but they got to fix be fixed. Them. And they fix don't them. seem like they're getting fixed. Fix them. Last one, Gordon. You know, the NBA has suspended Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green. That's a surprise, right? You didn't think that? Not not, not a guy like that. No, Draymond? Wow, oh, no. No. Suspended him for five games without pay for escalating an on-court altercation against Minnesota. Is that what they call choking another player? <laughs> Escalating an on-court altercation? Yeah. It was funny hearing Steve Kerr's explanation. for it. He started off that um, that Clay Thompson should not have been ejected. The guy was holding his dress. And then he got to, Clay, then he got to Draymond. He's like, well, you know, Dray, then he re- you could tell he was just spitting at that point because he had to defend his player, but there was no defense for what he did. Yeah. Ridiculous. It was. It was. Green, one of three players ejected after a fight during Tuesday's in-season tournament game with Minnesota. Also suspended for forcibly grabbing Rudy Gobert around the neck in an unsportsmanlike and dangerous manner, according to NBA Executive Vice President Joe Dumars. Uh, Dumars said Green's history of unsportsmanlike conduct played a role in the length of the suspension. Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels, who were also ejected, were fined 25 k along with Gobert for their roles in the incident. A lot of people lost a lot of money in that, <laughs> that altercation last ah, night. They'll be all right. Yeah, they're okay, but you know what? Even when you make a lot of money, it's almost like a total of like 700000 That's a lot of money, Gordon. It's a lot of money. To I lose. guess. I don't know. To be I, need, I, I need some firsthand experience, Larry, Larry, with this to be able to relate. I can't relate. Listen, with the, with the, I, I, can't, I, I understand what you're saying because I can't afford to give away anything. So that's why right. when the numbers, when you add the zeros, it's just like it's panic to me. It's like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm going into shock almost. It's unbelievable. Right. It's unbelievable. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Misses the second. So the Knicks have a one-point lead as Randall grabs the rebound. 30 seconds to go. There's a 10-second difference between the shot clock and the game clock. Here's Brunson in the front court between the rings. Brings it right-hand side. Brunson. Probing, pulls up, 16 feet away, is good. Knicks up by three. Timeout Atlanta. Pat O'Keefe, Monica McNutt with the call on 98.7 ESPN. Jalen Brunson, clutch down the stretch of the Knicks victory tonight. And Gordon, I got to tell you, what was real, it, it, when you look at this team, and you know I always talk about height, and I like you know my wing guys to be a little taller than what the Knicks mm-hmm. have. They continue to just dominate on the boards, even though they're not tall. You know, the bench is not tall. There's not a back, a tall backup for Randall. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there was they out they rebounded Atlanta forty two thirty, and Atlanta is much taller, much taller and bigger than they are on the front line. They just they just don't get rebounds. It's a it's amazing, and it speaks to you know the guys smaller and quicker getting to the loose balls, and and obviously. You know, Mitchell Robinson has been a beast on the boards, and tonight Julius Randle played well offensively and defensively. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, he's starting to round into form, and, and that panic that we had uh, a few games back where it seemed like he was not just bad Randle, he was the worst version of Randle that we've seen. Look, the rebounding to me, it, it comes down to desire, and it comes down to focus on it. Um, and if you want it bad enough, you you will get the rebounds, and and that certainly has been the case. It was the case last year. It's been the case this year. I just thought it was an incredibly gutty, gritty kind of win to go mm-hmm. down there in a game where you're shorthanded again with no R.J. Barrett. They were trailing by, what, five or six there? Seven. Um, seven. Seven uh, in the fourth. It, it, with about five minutes to go, mm-hmm. uh, and then they had uh, quickly hit a couple of big shots, and then Brunson, who was not having a great game up until that point, all of a sudden got hot and uh, kind of finished things off, and uh, Knicks get a very big win, hit their free throws for a change, Larry. Yeah, how about that? Hit some threes, some big threes, especially down the stretch, so uh, you'll take it and back over 500. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking for.